1: It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. The Democrat presidential candidates are getting away with murder. You're listening to your radioactives here on The Mark Harrington Show. You can find us at markharrington.org. That's what I'm saying. The presidential candidates, the ones running for president on the Democrat side, are getting away with murder, literally getting away with murder and supporting the killing of born children. That's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today on the Mark Harrington Show. We're also going to be talking about what's happening in the U.S. Senate regarding two pieces of legislation, the uh, paying-capable bill and the... um, the Abortion Survivors Protection Act, Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. That is a mouthful, by the way. I don't know who came up with that one. But uh, anyway, those those are uh, uh, were heard on the uh, Senate floor this week. And also, uh, you know, it goes along with what's happening on the campaign trail with the Democrats running for president. So I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm kind of a political junkie. So Uh, election seasons like this in 2020 are great for me. I enjoy watching all the ins and outs of politics. I never would have wanted to run for office. I can tell you that much. Uh, That was never the thing for me. But I love the back and forth. I love the battle of politics because politics is a battle of worldviews. It's a battle of, of, you know, science and logic and all those arguments that we we make as Christians uh, along with morality and other things. So you know it obviously is kind of the quintessential marketplace for all the battles that we see. They make their way into the political realm and therefore we as Christians need to be there. We got to be there going toe to toe with the ideas, with the worldviews that are coming out of, um, of the political realm. So this week, and every week it seems, uh, lately, the Democrats running for president are having debates. And this last one was in South Carolina, which the primary is this Saturday. And that is when this show is actually uh, going to be on our Salem radio station. So the the uh, South Carolina primary is coming up this Saturday, and the presidential candidates had a debate. In South Carolina, and it was a free for all. I mean, a freak show, really, but it was a free for all. And I take—I can just say this: if it—if it remains the way it is right now, uh, where there are several candidates uh, still in the running for president, uh, President Trump's going to get reelected. I just don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, and if Bernie Sanders gets the nomination, which I think is highly likely, President Trump's going to get reelected more than likely. But anyway, um, what, I, what drew my attention to this debate was an interchange between Senator Elizabeth Warren and former mayor of New York City, uh, Mayor Mike Bloomberg, or Mini Mike, as President Trump calls him. And in this interchange, uh, Senator Warren's talking about when she was in college and she got pregnant. And how she was discriminated against, allegedly discriminated against because she was pregnant and let go of her job. Now, there's evidence. In fact, there's a video that refutes this whole thing. Uh, So it's it's probably not even true. But for the sake of argument, she put it out there and said that she was discriminated against uh, because of being pregnant in college or, or whatever, trying to get a job at a university. And was not given that job because she was pregnant. And what this led to was her bringing up an alleged comment by Mayor uh, Bloomberg that uh, he told a former employee of him that if she were pregnant, that she should kill it. And so what I want to do, I want to play this clip. If you would, Mr. Producer, let's cue that up. Let's play this clip because I think it shows the hypocrisy of the uh, Democrats running for, uh, for president and the Democrat party. Go ahead and play this clip. When I was 21 years old, I got my first job as a special education teacher. I loved that job. And by the end of the first year, I was visibly pregnant. The principal wished me luck and gave my job to someone else. Pregnancy discrimination, you bet. But I was 21 years old, I didn't have a union to protect me, and I didn't have any federal law on my side. So I packed up my stuff and I went home. At least I didn't have a boss who said to me, kill it, the way that Mayor Bloomberg alleged to have said to one of his pregnant employees. People want a chance to hear. People want a chance to hear. I, the women who I never worked. said that I, I and, and, the and for the record, if respond. she was a teacher in New York City, she would never have had that problem. We treated our teachers the right way. And no. the unions will tell you exactly that. Well. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, what a great interchange. I mean, it, well, great. I guess it was pretty sickening, actually. Where Elizabeth Warren, you know, apparently has a moment of conscience where she might not be so cool with abortion. Uh, saying that if she would have had a, uh, an employer like Minnie Mike Bloomberg, she might have been told to kill it, to kill the baby, meaning abortion. Uh, now, she says that she was not given this position uh, at the university because she was pregnant. At least that's what she says, allegedly. Of course, there's a video that refutes this whole thing. But it's really interesting that Senator Warren would uh, make it sound like abortion's not a good idea when she's for abortion on demand through all nine months of pregnancy and she wants you to pay for it with your tax dollars. And even even worse, she, that very day in the U.S. Senate, the born-alive... Abortion survivors protection act. I got to read that. Get it right. Was voted on the U.S. Senate, and she missed the vote. She missed the vote. So it's it's interesting to me why she must think at some level abortion is not a good thing, or it's just political, and she's trying to you know uh, bring this up against uh, Mayor Bloomberg. But she says that uh, that Bloomberg would have told her to kill it to kill it. But here's a woman that supports abortion on demand through all nine months of pregnancy and refuses to even vote on the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Here's a woman that supports killing infants after they're born who have survived a failed abortion attempt. That's how extreme she is. But she says that she would have had a problem with Mayor Bloomberg, if, she, if he were her employer, employer, to tell her or suggest to her to kill it. I thought she was pro-choice. What would be wrong with Mike Bloomberg as an employee or employer to an employee who is pregnant and wanted to, you know, move up in her, uh, you know, move, move along with her career to suggest that she have an abortion? Uh, that's what pro-choice people do all the time. They say that women should be able to have the right to choose. They suggest it, they recommend it, they push it, uh, big time, and yet that's that's okay. But according to Senator Warren, in this case at least, it wouldn't be okay. So here's the bottom line, folks: uh, we have a major party that supports killing children who are already born. Now. You think about that. Think about that for a second. We have a lot to explain to Nazi Germany. Uh, think about what we're doing in this country compared to the Holocaust, where you know millions of Jews were killed. Uh, and we look back at that, and for the for all the right reasons, condemn what happened in Germany in the 1940s with the death camps. But at least then, the Jews could actually fight back, even though they were put in camps and exterminated. They could even fight back. But today, we're taking our most vulnerable, the pre-born infants and unborn children, and we're murdering them uh, on a level that the world's never seen. Almost, what, 2,600 a day, uh, almost a million a year. And yet we think we're a civilized country. I got news for you. We are barbaric. This is absurd, insane, crazy that half the country, at least half of the, you know, our political party here supports this type of barbarism. And yet they're rarely called out for it. They're rarely called out for it. And uh, just this, this interchange just shows the hypocrisy of the Democrat Party when it comes to abortion. Elizabeth Warren might mention this uh, this this story supposedly with Mike Bloomberg telling an employee that they should kill it uh, and get an abortion. But she supports abortion on demand through all nine months of pregnancy and even after birth. So this is what we're facing, uh, folks. Uh, you know, It's hard to believe in 2019 uh, that America supports this kind of stuff. I, I sure hope that we're going to come to our senses here uh, and at least not elect one of these folks to sit in the White House. Now, let's move on. Along with this uh, this Dem- Democrat debate this week, there were uh, two bills that came to the floor of the United States Senate. One was the pain-capable uh, bill, and that would protect children that were capable of feeling pain in utero. The second, again, was the born-alive uh, abortion uh, Survivors Protection Act. Both of these came to a vote in the U.S. Senate. And both were voted down. I mean, in other words, they weren't filibuster proof. The Republicans voted for it. And the Democrats, for the most part, voted against both measures. So here again, uh, it shows how uh, barbaric the Democrat Party is. They won't even protect paying-capable children. And... They won't protect babies that are born alive after a, a failed abortion. And there were some impassioned speeches on the floor of the U.S. Senate. Senator Cruz, uh, Lindsey Graham and others. And then Senator Ben Sass, who's one of the sponsors for the uh, Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. And he went to the Senate floor and, and gave a speech. And I'd like to play a clip of that. Because I think this really draws out the, the, what's happening with the, the Democrat Party and how extreme they are. I mean, abortion's extreme altogether. If you support abortion, even in the first trimester of pregnancy, it's barbaric. But when we are talking about born children who survive an abortion on a table next to the mother and the doctor in the room, and they're not going to give that child the necessary uh, medical care to resuscitate that child, uh, we are in a whole different realm. And so what we want to do here is go ahead and play that clip.
2: Well, Lindsey Graham, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, is going to speak in favor of it in a minute. And I'm an original co-sponsor of his legislation. I support it. And I'm going to wholeheartedly vote for it. But the other piece of legislation we're going to vote on today isn't actually even about abortion. This should be a hundred to zero no-brainer. This bill is not about Roe v. Wade. This bill will not change one word of abortion law in the United States, and my colleagues can vote up or down, but they can't pretend that they don't know the stakes of what we're talking about. America is a country built on the beautiful principle of equality, and the terms of the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act are intended to reflect that. A child born alive during a botched abortion should be given the same level of care that would be provided to any other baby born at that same gestational stage, which is just to say a born alive baby is a human being with fundamental human dignity, which is undeniable. She should receive the care and affection due to every other human being. And today we have a chance to advance our commitment to human dignity. We can protect those babies who come into the world under the worst of conditions. We can welcome them into a world with love and hope And help and care, my colleagues, please do not turn your backs on those.
1: So so there you go. Uh, Think about this. Are we really talking about this? That why would a senator have to go to the Senate floor and make the case that we should be protecting children that are born alive after a failed abortion attempt? Why is this even a thing? Why are we even discussing this in a so-called civilized society like America? It blows my mind that we're even having this discussion. This, like he said, should be an a hundred to zero vote. There's not a single person in America that should support this kind of thing. But we have an entire political party that supports it because they don't want to give one inch to abortion, to 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 the pro life uh, side, they don't want to give anything to it. Uh, this is the extremes to which we have uh, to which we have reached. And by the way, I if you're a pro life advocate, we need to lose the word botched abortion or phrase botched abortion. You know why? Because every abortion is botched. It's not a medical procedure. You're dismembering a child in utero. You're disemboweling a child in utero. You're decapitating a child in utero. Uh, there's nothing normal about that. Uh, a botched abortion is an abortion that doesn't kill the child. The better way to put it is to call it a failed abortion attempt. We need to change our language when it comes to these uh talking about children that survive an abortion. It's not a botched abortion because every abortion is botched. The whole thing is a botch, that we're even killing children in utero. And then finally, uh, folks, we need to stop looking to Washington, D.C. to solve our problems. Uh, nothing in, 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 relates, in relation to the abortion issue, certainly nothing is happening in Washington at all. We've been talking about a, a late-term abortion ban since I can remember. We've been talking about the paying-capable bill for probably a decade. And we have been trying now for several years to protect children that survive a failed abortion attempt. Uh, we've been talking about that for years now in Washington, D.C. It's time to give up on the Congress when it comes to solving the abortion issue, at least for now. Now, the president can do some certain certain things through administrative order, executive order, and through the bully pulpit. So we don't want to give up on him, of course, and he's been a strong advocate for the pro-life view. But when it comes to Congress and it comes to the Senate and the House, absolutely nothing's going to get done. We know that just by looking at history, it's time to give up on the U.S. Congress and focus all of our attentions politically to the state legislatures. That's where it's happening. All across America, bills are being passed, restrictions against abortion, and abortion bans, like the one here in Ohio, Heartbeat Bill, and others are being introduced and passed that ban abortion entirely. Uh, Those are happening all across America in state houses, and that's where we need to be focusing our attention. Not in Washington, D.C. This is a fool's errand, a waste of time, because these bills are generally never going to get passed because they have to pass uh, filibuster proof. In other words, they have to have 60 votes. That means Democrats are going to have to come over and vote with the majority on these bills. And that's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen in this polarized environment that we have in washington dc so it's time for us to stop focusing on washington stop asking the congress to solve this problem and look to our state legislatures to do it they're in a better position to do it than the, the uh the u.s congress so i exhort everybody be working in your state legislators let legislature to pass these types of bills and pass bills to ban abortion altogether. Uh, we can't settle for paying capable bills anymore. We're—I mean—we're—we're we're arguing about protecting children who are born alive after an abortion attempt, and that's the best we can do. I mean, we can do a lot better than this, and we can do it in the state legislatures, and it's actually happening all across America. So, if—if uh, if you, uh, whatever state you're in, be working with your state representatives and your senators to get these type of bills introduced and even better, get abortion bans, complete abortion bans introduced into your state legislatures, because those are the ones that are going to make the difference. Those are the ones that can end abortion. And those are the ones that will be a direct assault on Roe versus Wade, which is the issue, right? Roe versus Wade is the problem. We need legislation that's going to directly confront Roe v. Wade as unconstitutional or legislation that will defy Roe v. Wade directly and tell the federal government that we don't recognize the authority of the U.S. Supreme Court when it comes to abortion law and that states are going to enforce their own ab- abortion laws independent, irrespective of Roe v. Wade. So that's where we need to be spending our time not in, uh, not in Washington D.C. You know, our Savior was born in Bethlehem, not Washington D.C. We don't want to be looking to our uh, our, our representatives in Washington to solve this problem. They're just incapable of doing it. So there you go. Uh, the Democrats are getting away with murder, literally, by supporting abortion all the way up to the very moment of birth and infanticide, supporting or at least not protecting children who are born after a failed abortion attempt, and it came to a head this week in two situations with Elizabeth Warren talking about Mike Bloomberg's comments, telling an employee to kill it, and this uh, these votes at the U.S. Senate on the pain-capable bill and the uh, Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Uh, let's continue to focus on the state legislatures. All right, finally, uh, we are leaving to uh, our annual justice ride. And our justice ride, just so you know, is this. It's patterned after the civil rights freedom rides. That is that we charter a bus, we load it up with young people, and we go on the road for a week. And we take them to college campuses in the South, specifically the state of Florida. We train them in the classroom. And then we train them on the bus, we train them on the campus, and then we put them out and they conduct outreach on campus, on high schools and colleges. And they do uh, sidewalk counseling at some of the abortion centers in the state of Florida. So this is our annual premier training project, the Justice Ride. You can find out more by going to justiceride.org, justiceride.org. If you have a young person and you're listening to the sound of my voice and you want to get them in the game to save unborn children and to change public opinion, hearts and minds on abortion and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ on college campuses and high school campuses across America, you need to sign them up for the justice ride. We do this every year during spring break, that is in the month of March. Uh, And we take, like I say, a full busload of young people down to uh, to Florida to visit some of the larger public colleges down there. And so it's not too late. You can get in uh, for next year. We're going to be opening up registration right away. Also, this summer, we're going to have our Day of Action again. That'll be in the month of July. I'll be giving dates on that soon. That'll be a one day event here in central Ohio, Columbus, where we uh, will train the night before and take people out onto the street. We believe young people learn by doing. We, le- we believe young people d- learn by uh, getting in the game, by actually going and doing it. Uh, not by sitting in a classroom and hearing a lot of great information, although that's important, by actually going out and uh, taking what they've learned and try to articulate that to someone who disagrees with them. And that's what we should be doing, spending most of our time changing hearts and minds, sharing the gospel, because that's the only hope for America. Our hope is not in Washington, D.C. It's not in the presidency. It's certainly not in the U.S. Senate or the House of Representatives. It's certainly not there. Uh, Our hope is not in politics, although eventually we need a political solution for abortion. Our answer is not there. We cannot put all our chips in that basket. We just can't. We need to we need to go where it matters most and that is to change individual hearts and minds. So, the Justice Ride is one place you can send your young person, go to justiceride.org. That's justiceride.org or you can sign up for the Day of Action. I'll be talking about that uh, in upcoming shows, the Day of Action this summer. So, Mark Harrington again here coming to you from our Created Equal Studios here in Central Ohio. You can find out more about our ministry by going to createdequal.org. Uh, you can find out more about the radio show by going to markharrington.org or go to my social media sites. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God.
0: You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist.